In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. From the earliest days of Christianity, beginning with the apostles, and by being passed down to us via tradition, there is a teaching about the resurrection of our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ. And this teaching about the resurrection has been rooted in one idea or concept that, unfortunately, I believe the modern church of the last 500 years or so, perhaps even longer, has either forgotten about or has not taught with the vigor it demands. We need to start in the gospel according to St. John. In that gospel, John describes in rather vivid detail the scene on Easter morning when Mary Magdalene comes to the tomb. First, it is early in the morning on the first day of the week. Second, just before this description, John tells us that Jesus was buried rather quickly because of the Sabbath approaching and that the tomb was in a garden. Third, we are told that it was still dark when Mary came to the tomb. Does this remind you of anything? Well, the first hearers and readers of John's gospel would have noticed something in this passage, something extremely exciting and life-giving. They would recall this little story that everyone knows. In the beginning of creation, when God made heaven and earth, the earth was without form and void, with darkness over the surface of the abyss, and a mighty wind that swept over the surface of the waters. God said, let there be light. And there was light. And God saw that the light was good. And he separated light from darkness. He called the light day and the darkness night. So evening came and morning came the first day. Do you see it? The first day of creation, then the first day of the week, darkness over everything, Mary coming to the tomb in the dark, and the whole saga a few chapters later of Adam and Eve in a garden, and Jesus' tomb being in a garden. What we are understand through the Gospel of St. John is that because of Christ's death and resurrection, creation is made new. Creation is restored. John's account uses these subtle hints that guide and direct us. And if you miss it, well, unfortunately, the story is not as rich. However, St. Paul's letter, which we heard a few minutes ago, is not quite so shrouded. Instead, St. Paul is almost shouting from the housetop, If anyone is in Christ, new creation. Why this concept and theologically rich teaching is so important for us is we need to understand that as Christians, we are indeed a new creation. 
our past. Our old life is put to death. Just as Christ died on the cross, so we are called to die to our, to our old selves. There are many different theories on this subject of the atonement, but something that all of them, or at least the vast majority of, hold in common is that Christ died to redeem and restore the world from sin. Christ died to restore creation back to its former glory, back to its former relationship with God. And the way we describe that is by saying that Christ's death and resurrection made all things new. This sense of newness is what the gospel and our daily walks as pilgrims on this journey, it gives us something to look forward to each day. When we continue to follow this story and idea a little bit further, we realize that we, you and me, are indeed new creatures. Through the waters of baptism, through receiving the Eucharist each week, through the time spent in prayer and fellowship, and even time spent reading through the scriptures and serving others, we are transformed into these new creatures. At baptism, we are transformed, being buried with Christ in his death and raised to new life in grace. But we spend the rest of our lives learning what it means, create, completing this transformation process. New life, new creation. Being part of this new creation does in fact mean that we must let go of all the former things the sins and vices that rule our lives. We must commit and renew each day to living a life pleasing to God, living in a manner that God desired creation to be from the start, a life of perfect union and perfect fellowship with God. And much of that has to do with our perspective of who we are in relationship to God. Many times our sins are simple. We believe that we know better than God knows. Or we try to do God-like things in a human state rather than doing human things humanly. We assume the role of God and put creation out of order. So, instead of living into the old lie that the serpent told Eve, we strive each day to be the best creatures, the best humans that God intended us to be. But it also means that once we have left that life, once we have acknowledged that change in ourselves, then we can never go back. The former addiction or the former bad habit 
or the former activities that harmed us in the old creation have no place in the new. That is why as Christians we must abandon those things which are not life-giving. We must say to ourselves, and sometimes say this daily, that old self and those old habits are dead. Instead, I am this new creation living in a new world, a new reality. And the change will come. But be warned also of one thing to guard against. When we acknowledge that this new creation is something we have experienced, something we wish to proclaim to the world, and how can we not wish to proclaim it? We are going to see people who we might cast a scant eye towards and say, well, I just really don't know about him. Or, didn't she steal all that money from the bank? I don't think she can change. Or even, well, that couple, they obviously aren't Christians. After all, look at how they dress. And when those thoughts creep into your mind, Remember what we heard the Lord God say to Samuel in our first lesson. Do not look on his appearance or on the height of his stature. For the Lord does not see as mortals see. They look on the outward appearance, but the Lord looks on the heart. Part of the way that we begin living into this new creation is simple. We do little and small things, but we do them well each day. We pray a little each day. We read our scriptures a little each day. We learn to love our neighbors a little more each day. St. David of Wales, as he was nearing his death, told his monastic community in his last Sunday sermon these words. Brothers and sisters, be joyful and keep your faith and keep your creed. And do the little things that you have seen me do and heard about. And as for me, I will walk the paths that our fathers have trod before us. Do the little things in life. When anyone is united to Christ, he is a new creature. His old life is over. A new life has already begun.